Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, hey, Broadway best friends. It's your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, back with the Broadway cast. In my opinion, the single greatest theater podcast to ever exist. We talk a lot about Broadway and off-Broadway on our show. And yes, New York City is the epicenter of professional theater on this planet we call Earth. But for a vast majority of us theater fans, myself included, our first foray into the magic of Broadway shows happens a little bit closer to home. I will never forget packing up our family's passenger van and driving to Denver, Colorado, specifically to see the national tour of Les Miserables. I wasn't about to wait for that to get to Salt Lake City. I wanted what I wanted, and I wanted it now. That night, maybe one of the best nights of my life, I put on a full suit slicked my hair, and stepped out with Mommy in style. It was more than I could have ever dreamt, and I dreamed a dream about it a lot. Uh, My dad thought it was nice, but I guess that is uh, for me and my therapist. I even got the OG white Cosette sweatshirt, rarely seen, collector's item. If anybody's seen it, please let me know. I'm sure so many of you have subscriptions to your local theater leagues and get in those theater seats as often as you can. And the great news is the touring productions are full of all the talent and all the magic that Broadway has to offer. I've been lucky enough in my career to tour a few times with shows like Footloose and State Fair, and it's an exciting adventure out on the road. New cities, new faces, new theaters, new wardrobe and tech staff, whole new orchestra. Think about it. So today I wanted to check in with some friends of mine who are currently out there living the glamorous life on the road. Courtney Reed, the original Broadway Jasmine in Aladdin and is currently starring as Satine in the national tour of Moulin Rouge. Taria Campbell, who is no stranger to touring nor Broadway, having played Nala in The Lion King, Aida in Aida, and Dolores Van Cartier in Sister Act. These days, audiences across the country are way more than satisfied <laughs> with her performance as Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton, and also the King himself, OG Rent star, and one of the workingest Broadway stars of our generation, Adam Pascal! Yes, the Adam Pascal, one song glory, Adam Pascal. Adam is leading up the national tour of Pretty Woman after taking on the role in New York for a hot minute. These three get real with us about what life is like on the road, how it differs from life upon the wicked Broadway stage, and their favorite places to perform, favorite moments to perform. I think you're going to learn a lot that you never thought about. Now, before we get on with the show, I want to remind you to subscribe to the show, rate and review us, follow us on social media at The Broadway Cast, follow me at Ben Does Broadway. If you would like to support us further, you can do so as a member of our Patreon family. All you got to do is click the link in the liner notes, become a part of the Patreon family to receive behind the scenes extra content that's created just for you. We would love it if you become part of our Patreon family. All right, pack your bags. We're going on the road with three Broadway superstars. Let's go on with the show. And this one is just too much fun for words. I feel like this is um, old timers day at the podcast, but 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 very young, attractive, beautiful. Meaning that I've known all of you for for just a hot minute, which seems completely crazy because we're so dewy and fresh. Uh, Let's say hello to our fabulous panel from all over the country today. She's currently starring as Satine in Moulin Rouge, the musical. Of course, audiences know and love her originating um, Jasmine and Aladdin on Broadway. Courtney Reed is here. Hi, Courtney. Ah, the crowd goes wild. (laughs) People in their cars are nodding. I know that, yes. (laughs) Um, first question first, uh, where, where in the world are you right now, Courtney? I'm in San Francisco. Heavenly. That's one of the stops that you look forward to making on the tour. Oh, for sure. That's for sure. Loving it. Loving it. That is so fun. Also with us, um, (laughs) from currently starring in Hamilton on the road. She's also starred in, uh, 
sister act on the road and the Lion King on Broadway and everything you've ever seen in your entire life. Taria Campbell is here. Hi. Hi, Taria. And Hi, Bandy. Where does Hamilton find you right now? I'm in our nation's capital, oh. Detroit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm in Washington, D.C. Oh my God, we're going to talk about Detroit later on because there are some very specific things about touring through Detroit that I think need to be addressed. Um, I want to point out though, and I don't know if you'll remember this, Taria, but I remember that you and I were in a car driving out to Fire Island, the gay island to sing for the, for well, the gays. And the gays. you were in the process of auditioning for Hamilton and we were going over yes. your sides and music in the car and I and you said that I had to sing my audition piece at the bar yeah. and I was not planning on it yeah and you made me do it yeah and did the homos love it the homos loved it they loved <laughs> yeah. it and it seems like it seems all in all that this worked out pretty well I think yes Great. the homos loved it and the straights that cast yeah. it <laughs> Well, I want to, just for reference, these are the only straights that cast anything. All right. Um, <laughs> also with us, the living legend, the icon. I'm a big fan. Happy to call him friend. We know him as Roger and Rent. He's also been in uh, Memphis on Broadway. He's currently starring in Pretty Woman out on the road. Ah, Adam Pascal hi, is here. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi Adam Pascal. Hi. hi, nice to see you, ladies. Thank you for uh, for doing this, uh, all of us together. It's lovely to see you both, and I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. It's really fun. Adam, where, where are you in the world? Uh, I am in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Fayetteville, Ooh. Arkansas. What's the name of the theater in Fayetteville, Arkansas? Well, it's funny you should ask that, because as we were waiting to <laughs> sign on, I was looking it up to see where I was going this afternoon. Um, it is called <laughs> the Walton Arts Center. <laughs> the Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville, Walton, Arkansas. Yes, the Walton Arts Center. Yeah. Um, I'd love that you had to look that up, though, because that's that nothing really suggests tour life quite like going. I'm, I, well, where am I? I was going to say, I'm sure, I'm sure um, both of uh, both of my fellow uh, travelers will agree that, like, you know, things tend to blur into one another. And honestly, like, you know, you can't you can't remember everything. So I, I never know the name of the theater generally until it's like, I got to get there for sound check, you know, on Tuesday. And I look it up and go, where, where is it? How, how long is it going to take me to get there? And, you know, like, it's sort of like, yeah. And let, and let Uber do the rest. And then you forget which, which venue is which venue in which city until you come back around. Yes, that's true too. And then you yes. get there and you're like, oh, San Diego, it's this place with the hula hoops. <laughs> right. Yes, right? and the double dutch. Yes, they, you, you've got to do the hula hooping and the double dutching when you're in San Diego. It's just like when you're in Memphis, you have to have, have you guys played Memphis yet? We're going in, in Memphis, a couple of weeks, a few weeks we'll do that. Okay, Adam, get ready. In, well, maybe you've played through Memphis before, but at the Orpheum Theater, I don't remember. all the friends, <laughs> of the, exactly, but you will get there. All the friends of the Orpheum, quote unquote, they throw you this incredible potluck dinner, like in between shows. Oh, I think I do remember that. All yellow food. Yeah. There is not a yellow and yeah. brown. Yellow and brown yeah. foods. It's mac and cheese and potato salad and everything you want before your second show on a Saturday. I was gonna say nothing I can eat between shows, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so you can you can fart your way through the show. It's very, very sweet. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, I thought this was in I thought it was in um Minneapolis. They do it there too. They do oh. it there too. And it's at the they Orpheum. do it in they do it at San Antonio, Texas, too. They do do it in San Antonio. Oh my okay, well, God. shout yep. out to all of these. And places. everything is a, everything is a casserole <laughs> yes. in San Antonio. And when you're like casseroles that I didn't even know that you could have a casserole. Of. And when you're from the coast, you forget all about casseroles. And the next thing you know, bam, casseroles in every town. Casserole is a very transferable right. food. You know, it's a, it's it, it's it's hearty and it fits in a big square thing that you can sort of take anywhere and reheat. It's the perfect type of dish for that thing. A one pot yeah. wonder. Absolutely. One pot wonder. <laughs> I've been called that before. All right, now before we jump in with all of this, tell me where have your lives before this very important crucial moment in your careers, where have your lives intersected before? And I know I know Adam and Taria, but, uh, or is this a- but Maybe Adam doesn't know. Uh, I was, I, 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 first time meeting. Yeah, well, I can say that I don't think Courtney and I have actually met no. in person. No, we've never met. Uh, mm -hmm. We may have crossed paths at a benefit at some point uh, that we both were performing at, but I don't think we actually yes. ever met. And Taria, I, I, I know that we've done something. I just can't remember what it is. My apologies. 
Would you like me to refresh your memory a funny story? Please. Well, I was standing in a stage management office as I newly started a job. And in between cues, this leading man comes in and says, is the new Aida here? Is she cute? <laughs> and everyone just kind of turned around and said, she's right there. And that's oh how my we goodness. met. And then we well, didn't yeah, what a pleasant. It was towards the end of the run. I was Deborah Cox's standby. Okay, so okay, so this was. Uh, I had, yes. Okay, so this must have been so. Like I left. Um, yes, and, and, then, you and came then I came back. back. Right, just for like the last couple of months or something. Um, mm -hmm. So we did. I eat together. So nice to see you again. We did. <laughs> yeah, it's Good been to a see. Long time. That, <laughs> oh my gosh! You what, not that only was, like, that was almost you've made out years ago, right? You will stop yelling. <laughs> you will stop telling everyone that we were that old. But yes, Sorry. it was. It was uh, like 2003. Yeah, four, yeah, maybe. something like that. Yeah, it was right around there. Yeah. It had to have been. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've ever, I, I know who you are, Courtney, but I think that, wait, Courtney, you're Adam's sister, right? No, no, no. Oh, wait. No. Sorry. His sister did play Jasmine. Yeah, I'm a little no, confused. but that would be so weird. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we met. Yeah, we can. must have met during. Wait, do you know Stephen Cuts? Yes. Okay, I think uh. you and I met through Stephen Cuts, but I feel like at some Midtown bar. Yes, Ninth Avenue House. That's Kitchen where it gets moments. really confusing. Yeah. Yes. 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 See, it's all a blur. Yeah, when the meeting at the bar all happens. All coming together. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to each other once more. <laughs> we like to, to start off with the game, loosen ourselves up, get the creative juices flowing. And uh, in honor of this being our first ever on the road touring panel, we're going to play a game called Anybody Have a Map? And this is how we play. Does anybody have a map? Not a map. That's a little Dear Evan Hansen in the wrong key for you. All right. I am going to speak through or maybe I'll sing it, we'll see how feisty I feel, a song that is location specific within the United States of America. The first one of you to jump in and tell me what musical that site specific tune is from gets the point. There are extra points if you sing along. Here we go. And don't be polite, please. We hate it when people are polite. Just get in there. Just rip each other limb for limb. Okay, here we go. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Right, just it's, it's from. Like three it's uh, uh, what do you mean? It's from. I mean, Gary and what show is oh, that from? Oh, it's from the Music Man, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. right. Okay, so we're guessing. That's what we're, we're guessing the, the the show. Okay, musical. Yes, yes. Well done. And given that we just talked about that, I'm glad it was you that got the point. <laughs> uh, this one is a freebie, so this is just for speed. Oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's right. Everybody got that one. It's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, I love my pa, ma. I love my pa, but I love dear old Arkansas. Is from going once. We're so going good twice. at this. It's from Big River. Oh, no. Okay, great. Moving on. Ben, only this two ones another... that we were in. I know that's that right. I know. Okay. know them. Yeah, we need a little I help. would love the wrong crowd. Agrabah, <laughs> Agrabah and Nubia oh. are not on your touring schedule. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, okay, well then this one is hard too then. All I know, all, all, all I know, all I owe, I owe, I owe, I owe, I owe, all I owe, and I know why, and go. It's from, wonderful. We're all gonna learn a little something. It's from State Fair. That's State Fair the Musical, Rodgers and Hammerstein. I did a production when I was 19 and I was a tap dancing cow for a couple nights. That's oh, showbiz for you kids. What an icon. All right. Um, all right, we're gonna make this easier for you now. Santa Fe. Newsies. And That's rent. right. But wait a minute. And That's right. Yes. You can open up a restaurant. We were first before Newsies. <laughs> That's first. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> How about New York, New York? It's a hell of a town. The bup, 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 42nd the Street. No, but very Guys close. And dolls. On close the town? To the color no, purple. Uh, That's right. Adam Pascal got it on the town. Oh, wow. Oh, my Ooh. God. I got that. Wow. Okay. You did. You got that right. How about this one? You got this one. Good morning, Baltimore. That's correct. Uh, 
I want to be in America. West Side Story. West Side Story. West Side Story. Good. That's a winner for everybody. Texas has a whorehouse in it. That's the whorehouse in, in, in Texas. Yep. Yep. Giving that one away for free. And uh, finally, the old red hills of home. Oh, that's a Jason Robert Brown something. Bet it is. Parade. Maybe. Parade. Parade. Correct. Oh, wow. Ding, ding, ding. There we are. Guess what? You all won a prize package worth over $4 million that you can look for at the stage door uh, at the theater in Detroit when you get there. Congratulations. Um, let's, uh, before we get on the road with y'all, I'm always interested to know for you guys have all had really expansive, really exciting, uh, really varied careers in the theater. I want to know when you were sweet little babykins, what was the the memory, the moment that you saw something on stage or maybe it was on film and you said, that's what I want to do that kind of launched you into this, this business we call show, particularly the theater. How about you, Teresa? Well, I have super contrasting things. I saw Annie and I had the album of Annie and it was a, Naturally. a, a rare album that the case of the album opened up and it was a board game and you could follow along while, while the, the, the story played and then you followed along. It looked like Candyland, you know, like what she was doing. And I wanted to be Annie so bad. And then I saw the color purple when my mom took me to see it as I was way too young and I knew I wanted to be an actress. So those two things, I was like a super serious, like always quoting like lines from the color purple, like inappropriately at a very young age <laughs> and, and Annie and always singing the sun will come out tomorrow at the bottom of the stairs. And if you wanted to go to get upstairs, you had to pay a quarter. Uh, well, uh, she knew her worth even then. Just belting as a young child. <laughs> a toll to be prayed. How about you, oh Courtney Oh my gosh, Taria, I love that. I actually think the moment I knew I wanted to pursue this for the rest of my life was the moment I played Annie and Annie. So that's really crazy Yay! that you mentioned that. I always tell that story, but I don't know. I, I didn't really... Uh, I was so paranoid about doing this musical theater challenge because I was like, I don't know anything about musical theater. Like I was a total, I loved Britney Spears and the Spice Girls. And, Ooh. you know, I was like obsessed with pop culture, not so much like musical theater. So I don't think like, I didn't see much theater growing up either. So I would say probably listening to the album of Miss Saigon, I, I thought like Leah Salonga was like it for me. And also, like, she, she was the voice of Jasmine, and I was, like, obsessed with that movie growing up. So I, I think she was, like, my musical, the like, my into, like, musical theater, like, wanting to be in musical theater. When you, at playing Jasmine on Broadway, what was the moment that you actually met Leia Salonga? I'm assuming yeah, this oh, happened. Oh, that happened. She came to see the show. I was so nervous. I probably sucked. I think it was really bad that day. <laughs> Just because I knew she was in the audience. I was so nervous. And we had seen... They should never no, tell you who's there. Never tell you. And you know, we had massive celebrities come in. I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous, but then when she came, I was so nervous. But yeah, she, it was, it was maybe like a year, maybe like a six months in, and she came, and I was just like, oh my gosh, oh, Leah, she's such an icon. <laughs> did you, did you have an embrace? I love those moments. I think that's so fun when you get to meet your idols, yes. those people that you. You, even even if you just know their names from like cast album liner notes and then all of a sudden they're in your life. I think oh, it's that's so, so cool. great. Yeah, when I, um, it, it's like I um did for my senior showcase, I sang Easy as Life. And then I went and like, I had a friend who was ushering at Aida. And so I like snuck in and saw a bit of it. And then when I finally got the job, I wore her costumes, uh, wore Heather's costumes. And I was just like, well, nothing is just going to be ever better than this, you know? <laughs> I will tell you one of the moments for me that where that came true was getting to be in a show with Adam Pascal. I'm such a rent head. Yes. But Adam, I, I, yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, remember I was like, the lottery? I was that was like front. the first lottery. Yeah. I yeah. sitting in the I was front in that, row of rent. Like this, this is the shit. I was there. I moved to New York in 1996. So I was looking up your nostrils, Adam, <laughs> sitting in that front row. Lucky you. Weeping. <laughs> Lucky me. Um, but Adam, I know that your trip to, uh, to theater was not particularly conventional. No, uh, either. right. And so, and and I, I, so I wasn't a theater kid. Um, and uh, but I, but and and I didn't see a lot of theater growing up, even though I grew up in New York. Um, but um, I, I, I loved loved musical films, 
You know, mm. I loved Hair. I was obsessed with that movie. Um, and and the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Tommy and and Grease and like just I just loved musical films. You know, um, and so but then I but then you know I played in rock bands and all that stuff. And uh, but then what really the the moment for me actually was that was getting cast in Rent and and actually getting up on a stage and doing it. Um, and and the feeling that I got from doing that. Um, it was felt so much more comfortable and natural than being a singer in a rock band ever did. And that's what I had done for all of those years. And it wasn't until I started doing theater where, where that felt so much more comfortable that I realized, oh, there was something off about that. That wasn't really, that wasn't the right place for me. And like, this felt like home to me, like just being on a stage in a musical with other people and doing what we do, like that really felt the most comfortable and natural place for me. Oh. Glenn, did you ever dream you'd go on to play this kind of variety of roles in the theater? I mean, we're talking everything from Huey Calhoun to Harold Hill. Uh, no, I, no, of course not. And, and certainly at the beginning of my career, uh, you know, I, 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 I was still very much in sort of the rock band thing, like trying to do that yeah. as well as, you know. And so I, I, I never could envision myself doing things that were like uh, the music man. I think I even said that someplace, you know, like, like in an interview. Um, but, but, you know, look, as my career went on and, and I started to realize that this really was the place for me, or at least one of the major places that I wanted to spend my life, you know, sort of pursuing. Um, I, 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 and you mentioned before, like, sort of like, do you want to come on and come on and be part of the rock Broadway guys? And I'm like, no, 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 because I don't want to, because like, I, I am that and I'm so proud of that and being part of that, but it's like, I need to, and, and I always needed to do and expand and do other things that weren't that, you know? And so, and that's what makes a, a career like this so much fun and exciting is, is to be yeah. as diverse as you can be and pushing your own limits and your own envelope and what you think you could do, you know, like everything that I've done in my career, many things, I, I didn't, wasn't sure I could do it, you know, when I, you know, I, when I did cabaret or I did, you know, like Memphis or whatever it was, like, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, I think I can. And that's why I pursued it because I really felt like I could. And then with each step and you realize, oh, I can trust my instincts. I'm right about this. When I feel like I can do it, generally I can trust that now because I've done it and I've been successful enough times to go, okay, I can, you know, but it takes a long time to learn to sort of trust your own instincts like that. I think that speaks a lot to how much you care for the acting of it all, because it would be very easy, I would imagine, for you to kind of stay in. I'm just going to do these rock and roll guy parts, and that's what I'm going to do. So I think that speaks really highly to your care for the art. Well, thanks. And, and, and by the way, as we all know, nothing's easy. So even if I had wanted to stick to that, I, you know, I'd still be, it'd still be a struggle and a nightmare at times, as it always is. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to me, that was, that was what I wanted to pursue, was the fun of that, of playing make-believe and disappearing and becoming different people and speaking in different accents and wearing costumes. And, and you know what I mean? Like, that's what's fun. You know what I mean? Doing the same thing over and over again is just like, I, I would never want to be stuck like that. Yeah. Well, now we're out on the road. Checking in, I believe, Tari, you've been on the road before. Adam, you've been on the road before. Uh, have you, Courtney, is this your first time out on the, on this the road? This is my very first time. Ooh. And with a, this is a big fun yeah. show to be a part of, to be out there for your it's very like first time. It's like a dream time. tour, yeah, for um, sure. What are some of, first thoughts, what are some of the things that come to mind when you think about acclimating to tour life, or maybe even for those of us who have toured before, Taria, how many times have you been on tour? Four. Four times? I think so. What, what are some of the big things that you've learned that you've taken on the road with you as you venture off? I drive the tour. Again? I have tell, to. I, tell us what that means. So I, yeah. I have a car and I, I bought a car while I was on the road so that I could drive the car so that everything that I travel with me does not have to be you know, in two suitcases, a trunk and a carry-on, you know, so I can travel a, you know, big backdrop. I can travel this thing that someone gave me, which is a bust <laughs> of John F. Kennedy. And now I own this. And so I have to travel it, you know, I travel with my own candles, my spices, my pots, my pans, all my clothes, like that kind of thing, because the comfort of um, the comforts of whatever my life is at the moment, that's what I need so that I can feel like I'm not just living out of a suitcase and, you know, going from city to city. That's what I need at this 
age and stage of my life. Um, some people are different. Some people don't need to cook every day. I, I need to cook every day. That's just something I do. And when we were in quarantine, I started making a cooking show because I was bored, you know, so th- like that kind of thing. I, I think yeah, that so- I, I need, I need my stuff. Yeah, well, for a lot of people listening, generally speaking, you travel with the company, they arrange your flights and they yep. put you on your flight on what they call would call a maybe a golden day or a travel day. Mm-hmm. And you have what you've got two suitcases and, and if you're lucky in your contract a trunk that you can that you take with you, but you yeah, found kind of that, like that gives you a, a lot of steamer freedom. trunk, guys. If you're thinking of like a, a trunk that you would have that's got like two locks on it and it can be like, you know, 200 pounds or whatever like that. And you put all of your heavier items, your winter clothes, if it's summertime. And so it's kind of like your closet, if you will. But otherwise you have to be on a plane and you know, your stuff has to be 50 pounds or less. And it gets kind of hard when you add in all the things that you need. And so for me, it's important. And, and also having a car on the road gives you a lot more freedom and where you can live, you know, because most of the time there's a company housing option where uh, it's close to the hotel. There's usually two. One has a kitchen. One doesn't have a kitchen. If you're in a tour that the sit down is longer than three weeks, then you must have a kitchen option if you're on a production contract. But other times it's just a hotel and, and you're just in a room. So if you have bacon for breakfast, you smell Where like bacon right all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, well, and just, then you've got to figure out, yeah, you have to figure out, you, you got to figure out how to get around town. And if you want to experience the town, you've got to figure that out. And you've got a car, you can zip around. Mm-hmm. Um, what have, what have you learned through touring Adam? Uh, well, interestingly enough, uh, so this is my third tour and it, it, it's sort of the opposite of Terea. Like I've taken as little stuff as I can. <laughs> I realized that like, you know what, I, I wear the same jeans to and from the theater every day anyway. I wear the same five t-shirts every, you know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. so I realized that like, I don't need all my stuff. I, you know, I can like, I can have one hoodie instead of three, you know, like, um, uh, but I certainly understand wanting all your stuff as well. I get that too, you know, and also I, I love to cook and I miss it. And I, you know, whenever I have the opportunity, I do when we have kitchens, you know, we just, and it's hard, you know, we just came from a, a place uh, so we were in Atlanta and we had rooms with big full kitchens and it was great. And it was awesome. And now I'm in a hotel room with a small refrigerator and that's it. And not even a microwave. Like, you know, and it's like, you have to figure out how to adjust, you know, from week to week. Cause now yeah. we're on one weekers, you know? Um, and you have to figure out, yeah, how to, how to adjust from week to week. And so that's, that's been, that's been a, a, a challenge. Um, but I, I finally figured out what works for me, you know, and sort of like how to, how to function, how to get around. And, 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 you know, I think if I ever did it again, um, I would do it maybe more like Terea does it with a car and, and have more stuff and be able to sort of like stay in Airbnbs if, you know, like, and, and I, 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 I might do that as well. You know, it, it really, it depends. It know? also depends on how, like where you're saying, like, if you're in a one weeker, it's kind of annoying, you know, because uh, Ben was speaking earlier about a golden day versus a day, uh, a travel day. So a golden right. day is a day where there's no travel or rehearsal. So it's your free whole entire day. But if you're on a tour where you go from one week to one week, you rarely have a golden day because the day that is your day off, Monday, is the day that you're traveling. So yeah. sometimes the luxury of staying in a hotel is you don't have to worry about anything in those yeah. you know short visits. Somebody else is taking care of it. You don't have to worry about you know your laundry or washing your sheets or whatever because somebody else is going to take care of that. Right. Sure. So Courtney, with, with all of that, how, what have you learned? What did you have to learn real quick about being on the road? And you've got some pretty nice sit downs, obviously. With yeah. Well, I, I have to say, our I, first city was Chicago, which is where I'm very I was surprised to hear that you don't have your own dresser that travels like with you. Going from my apartment to the, you know, go to tech and then yeah, home. I mean, it was great. And then, um, we, you know, we were two and a half months in LA here. We're here for two and a half months too. So I think for me, I was like, what do I, I was calling all of my friends that have toured before. And I was like, what, what do I do? What do I need to know? And what keeps me sane is the packing cubes because I'm a very like organized person. I need to know where all of my stuff is at all times. So I like meticulously organized all of my stuff. So when I take my packing cubes out, I just put them in the drawers. And then when I, cause I just hate packing so much and packing and like (laughs) it, like unloading and packing. I just want to make that as simple as possible. But I think the biggest challenge for me is with this track in particular is going to new <laughs> cities and um, getting new dressers. That has been the what I never ah. anticipated 
un understanding is that like there's a there's that really big learning curve in that first sort of week when you go to the new city and then I get so used to my dressers and then I'm like oh and then I'm kind of like heartbroken when I leave them and then and this track is so you know when she's not on stage she's changing and there's like it's so many series of quick changes and so it's like oh my gosh it's and it's all meticulously choreographed I'm surprised know, too right because it's so it's crazy it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a really hard track to learn, but I, we do have supervisors that then sort of um, they supervise within the first week, and so it it hasn't been it hasn't been crazy. It's just like, oh, I have to like sort of retrain my mind and go like, listen, they don't know it well yet, so just like, sure. it's like it becomes you training them on how you like to do things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I was on Sister Act, I did not have we didn't travel with the dresser initially, and I missed one cue. And Jerry Zacks, who directed it, was in the back of the house during tech. And he was like, that's it. She's getting a dresser. And this was like a seated tour where they were playing everybody $2.50. You know, $2. so, <laughs> but, but but we got a, but we got a dresser because there were so many quick changes yeah. for the nut, uh, for um, Dolores. And it's, it's crazy. Well, and that's outside of the dresser situation. That's huge, first of all. But there's all new backstage choreography. The audience who's sitting out front enjoying the tunes and the story and the, performances isn't aware of the big show that's happening backstage which when you're on the road changes all the time so you have to learn to go around somebody and maybe this person's over there and this flight of stairs maybe the stage doesn't fit the backstage stuff that you use like you normally have doesn't fit backstage because there's no room so yet there's a cross of over or cross under yeah, which can be, that's terrifying, quite <laughs> frankly, to, to do a show you've been doing forever and have to figure that out. What um, what are kind of the biggest broad strokes differences in performing a show eight times a week on Broadway versus on the road, given all the things that we've kind of already said? In, when, in regards to stamina, are the extra precautions you need to take in your performance? Does your performance change at all um, based on where you are or have let's say you've gone to denver and you have to play at, you know in the mile high city and they've got oxygen tanks in the wing they do how does how does it change how do you have to adapt your performance based on the fact that you're somewhere new all the time well being in being in hamilton which is a i'm going i'm using air quotes y'all political show sometimes when you go to different cities and they are not the cities that are your uh -huh. people um Sometimes you get audience members who, okay, so when we're on tour, right? So like say you're somewhere for three weeks, right? The first week is always subscribers, meaning there are people who have subscriptions to the theater and they will see everything that comes through, no matter if they want to see it or not. So sometimes you get people who are sitting in the audience the first week, they're not clapping, they're not laughing, they're not enjoying themselves because they didn't choose to come and see Hamilton. It just came with the packet. So sometimes the, the, the first week in a city is a little harder because you have subscribers who are generally... Um, older um, and maybe this music in this content is a little too fast for them or a little too current or urban for them. So so we get sometimes audiences that are not all the time with us. Yeah. Have you found that to be true? Either of you, Adam or Courtney? Uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've, I haven't been in a show necessarily that ha has had any elements of sort of sort of things that might be I, I I I can't think of another word, but divisive in that way. It's not divisive. It's not what I mean. But like you know, things that would sort of you know like, um, but but um, but I I certainly am am well uh, acquainted with the differences in enthusiasm levels and things like that of different audiences in different cities. Sure, you know, um, and and obviously some are better than others. Others, and then there are the ones that you think are going to be really bad, and they end up being actually really great. Those are always like you know great surprises, you know. Um, but um, but for me, like you know, the, a, a big difference between doing stuff on Broadway and doing it on the road is, and it's just it's one of the reasons why I actually like the road is I enjoy the the, the different cities. It it keeps it it keeps a little electricity there when you know look. I did Aida before I, you know, before I left and came back, I was there for three years, you know what I mean? And so like three years of like doing a Broadway show and going to work and it, it becomes like a nine to five thing where like, it's, it's hard to, you know, 
like get that sort of creative energy up. I mean, you do it. We all do it because we're pros and we know how to do it even when we don't want to do it. But but but, you know, there's something about that different city each week that just sort of puts an element of excitement that just keeps it a little bit current, even after doing it for a long period of time. Yeah, I have yeah. to agree. I mean, um, so so I so I'd never toured before, like officially. But when I was in Aladdin, I asked if I could do we I switched with Izzy McCalla. We she made her Broadway debut and I I did. Um, they were at the Pantages. I really wanted to play L.A. So I did technically do uh, five fun. weeks on the national tour. And one thing that I realized is same as, is, as you, Adam, that I, I did the show for like four years. So when we first opened the show, the audiences were so alive and so like in it and they would react to everything. And then as the years went by, they were kind of like, okay, anyway. And so I got used to that. You sort of acclimate to that. And then when I was in LA doing Aladdin, it was like, oh my gosh, the audiences felt like when we opened. And I think with Moulin Rouge, they, they all of the audiences are so alive. Like we, we got invited to see the show on Broadway many times before we left the tour when we were rehearsing. And um, I noticed, I was like, gosh, why are the, the audiences aren't laughing at these moments. I don't understand. And, you know, it's just because it's been on Broadway for a while. So these new cities, it's like, that's, to me, I think some of the major differences, especially with like a first national, most of these people have never seen Moulin Rouge. They, they don't get a chance to see right. it on Broadway, obviously. So they're, they're so excited. They listen to the album. They're so um, just jazzed about it. So the audiences are just so alive, like you were saying, Adam. But I think one of the – also the main differences for me is um, acclimating to the, the allergens in different cities. I'm like, oh, ah, my God. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. I'm like, different theaters. Yeah, I'm like really sneaky yeah. here. You have to get the no, local honey. Are you I... getting the local honey, Courtney? What are the tricks? So, yeah, so every city you go to, so you get the local honey of wherever you are, and then that'll help you with your allergies and um, acclimating to what oh is going gosh. on, like the pollen and stuff like that. So you go to like a, um, sometimes they have local honey in like the Whole Foods, or you can go to like a, a fair or like okay, a um, farmer's that. market. Oh my gosh, any other Get your local honey, girl. This is a pro <laughs> hack. Local honey, I'm like... <laughs> What do I do? Even from LA to San Francisco, I'm like, oh my gosh, the pollen count here is crazy. You know what though? It's also, it's not just the outdoors, yeah. it's the indoors. You know, we're all staying in hotels yeah. and even whether you're in a hotel or an Airbnb or whatever it is. And I hate to say this, but like, if there's a carpet, if there's a rug, if there's a, there's dust mites in yeah. there, you know what I mean? Like there's dust mites everywhere. They just exist, exist everywhere. And yeah. old yeah. Mold, moldy stuff. Old it doesn't have to be like dangerous, life-threatening black mold, but there's other kinds of mold right. that just like, you know, are always there. They affect your allergens. So it's all of that. Yeah. And it doesn't really affect other right. people who aren't singing right. eight times right. a week. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it affects us. Like the slightest little thing. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what uh, on your journeys, what have been some of your favorite places to play and why? And and what what are some places where you you found some challenges or I know that in some shows, Tariya mentioned this a little bit earlier, sometimes, and I did bus and truck tours when I was very, very young, and we would have to do a different version of the set depending on what, what theater we were in. We're like Ooh. doing Tommy and they're like, okay, this is a one pinball machine show. So we're like, all right, so the rest of you just jazz hands at each other. Hang out. You know, whatever you gotta do. Um, but what have, your what have your favorite places to play been? You go first, Adam. Bean, my British. <laughs> um, well, you know, I've, I've, uh, what what makes a good city for me is is not necessarily what makes it good for other people. Like one of the main things for me is I don't care what the theater looks like out for the audience and what their proscenium and their ceiling looks like. I need to I need it to be comfortable backstage. Like that to me, like you know, like when we people walk into the Fox in St. Louis and they're like, oh my god, the Fox, the Fox sucks. It has the worst <laughs> backstage. It has it's it's like a it's like an old high school locker room and the sinks and that like elevator. you have to press each one down and the uh, yeah oh, like that th that kind of stuff is what makes a theater for me like i like a nice new theater with a sink that works and gets hot and i can wash my face you know what i mean it has wi-fi that works and a, you know like those are the things sort of and also good good food and and able to find good places to eat in in various cities like those are the things for me that i look for that make a good city you know because i i'm not again a i'm old and b i've already <laughs> ventured out into a lot of these cities already it's my third tour so I'm not looking to go like explore and see the towns and see this. I'm looking to sit, hang around and live my life and go to work every night, you know? And like, so I just need like creature comforts. And so that's, those are the things that I look for, you know? Mm. 
I'm happy that you brought up the fox because I wanted to talk about the fox at some point because you've got a fox in Atlanta, you've got a fox in St. Louis, and Atlanta one. was Atlanta was great. We were just at the fox in Atlanta. That one's good, but yeah. the St. Louis one is awful. They are these huge five thousand seat theaters that are, are like take you on to Arabian Nights. Like yeah. there's clouds. Well, on the yeah, because the, beautiful. The the, the the fox in St. Louis has lights that shoot out like um the stars you know in the ceiling yes and so right. i'm trying to describe it for the people so there's some artwork that happens on top of the ceiling and like shooting stars like lights happen during the show completely distracting i missed <laughs> many cues because i'm focusing when i was in lion king I, I was focusing on that but it's beautiful to look at but maybe not during the show y'all just <laughs> psa but I, well, but I think that um, certain things are different for me. Like I first started touring in 2001 with Aida and, or yeah, around there. And what was important to me then wasn't as important to me now. Like now, like Adam was saying, I like the comforts of like a good restaurant. Whereas before I like, you know, who's, where's there a club? Like I haven't been in a club since, you know, whatever, <laughs> but that, that, like that was important to me then. And San Antonio has been one of my favorite cities because of the water, the river walk. It's so beautiful yes. there. And, and the people are so nice. And surprisingly, Des Moines, Iowa, um, the, the the people in Des Moines love the theater so much. And randomly, it's where the tickets are the lowest price. So we get people from so many different places coming to fly in because it's cheaper, especially because the Hamilton ticket is so expensive. So it's mm -hmm. always like those little random facts. When I was in Appleton, Wisconsin, Many years ago, in 2007, I was super That's a good town. super bored because there was not much to do in Appleton, Wisconsin. And funny story, I woke up and it was my birthday in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I was like, there's nothing to do. So I went and I bought a convertible. <laughs> and that is when I first started driving the tour. And you know what? And that's that's part of the reason actors will choose to go on tour for those uh, for our listeners is um, with a per diem attached to your salary, oftentimes this can be a, a financially yes. sweet deal as opposed to paying your rent in New York City every month and-, and Living in a shoebox, yeah. Right. Well, you know, that's, I have to just say real quick, that's, you know, part of the reason why I, I mean, I really pursued this job in, the, in, this, in this show because I was going through a situation in my life where like I needed not only a job, but I needed a place to live. And I was, and, and so this was like, I, I should go on tour. And so this was early on in the lockdown and I, I reached out to Telsey and I reached out to Jerry Mitchell and I was like, I want this job, please. Put, you know, like I really put myself out there. It's like, please hire me. And, you know, so luckily enough they did because it worked out. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, in, is, there a, is there a thrill and a bonus to playing where you get so many opening nights and you arrive in a city and there's the billboards and there's the posters and you see your faces everywhere when you're driving down the highway? Um, is that... Is that so exciting everywhere you go? Is it uh, extra pressure because then you've got to do press everywhere you go and you've got to add all these things to your schedule? It's got to be fun being in LA with with the Moulin Rouge and and I'm you know oh. seeing all of the everywhere you drive. It's it's your yeah. face. Yeah, well, it was. Um, we, we just actually they just started putting our campaign photos up because we didn't have. I mean, we had Matt Murphy photos but they were using kind of like a lot of Broadway images. Um, but in San Francisco here, like I, we, I just finally, I finally saw my face on a bus. It was really cool. We were like, wait, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, and then they put some big, you know, pictures of us up um, outside the theater. But when we first got here, actually it was Aaron and Karen. And we were like, oh, okay, cute, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like a week in, then they just like put our faces up. It was like so weird. But the first time I ever experienced was that that was when I went was in Aladdin in, in LA. They had this giant, massive, you know, the Pantages like on the corner of Hollywood and Vine. No, no, no. Um, Argyle in Hollywood. There, that's where they put like like the biggest image, and that was like a picture of me. And I was like, this is so weird because I'm not on this tour, but I'm only on the tour for like five weeks. It was really weird. <laughs> but that was the first time I'd ever seen my face like blown up like that huge. But yeah, it's it's pretty surreal, I feel like. How have your interactions with fans 
varied with stage dooring, for example, on tour being um, kind of a different thing. If it is happening, I know it's changed a lot in New York and I think it's back. Um, what, what is the interaction with your fans and fans of the show out there? Do you find that you get a tribe of people who come to the show over and over again in certain cities um, like you would in New York, say? We do have a lot of, of, of Hamill fans, but we unfortunately aren't allowed to do um we aren't allowed to do stage during anymore. We're not allowed to take any pictures or do autographs because of COVID. But it's always nice to see the little kids that dress up like um, the characters from the show. They're so cute. Um, so that always warms my heart when I see them like walking to the theater with their little like Skylar sister dresses on. But I wish that we could have that stage door experience again. I'm hopefully when the world really opens back up again, we'll be able to. Yeah, that's got to be so tricky too. I was thinking, I hadn't even thought about that. What the challenges of of doing this in a in a COVID era? Yeah, while well, traveling. Quite frankly, that's been and and I'm sure um, the ladies would agree that's that's been the biggest challenge of being out on the road during all this time is is COVID. And I and and I, as I'm sure you both have had in, happen in your shows, like you know we've you get you get an outbreak and all of a sudden like you're you know you talked before about having to do adjusted shows and mm -hmm. split tracks and cut tracks and all this kind of stuff. You know, we like we've done shows, as I'm sure you guys have too. like gone down to like the barest minimum you could do with just getting by with as many. You know what I mean? Like and, and the, our, our incredible swings doing to 10 different things in the same show, you know. Um, and so that's that's definitely been the biggest challenge. And, and again, it has affected the stage dooring exactly uh, in that way. It's starting to come back for us a little bit. We don't have like a very strict sort of like no interactions. It's, you know, up, up until recently, I've just you know, from afar and kept the mask on the whole thing. But um, it's, it's, you know, now we're starting to do it more. We don't get a lot of people, uh, you know, at the stage door, you know, we, we're not obviously a Hamilton. <laughs> so we don't have like throngs of pre-existing fans that are coming to the show, you know? Um, so, um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's slow and it's nice. And I, and I actually kind of like it just to say hello to a few people every night and then, you know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Courtney? What are the, what are the protocols there? Honestly, truly incredibly challenging because we we do get in a lot of cities we get especially in LA we got sort of like swarms of people at the stage door and they would have you know like the security people saying sorry they're not doing stage door they're not doing stage door but then it would be a mix-up because then there would be people who come to see you and then yeah. they would be like well uh -huh. but but they can see so then everyone would congregate and there were no barricades so then it was like then you would come out and the stage door oh. people would still come and then it's I don't, I'm not, I can't be like, no, no pictures, please. Like, I can't do that. So I'm like, yes, of course. But then it just becomes really overwhelming because then you're sort of like surrounded. It's really, I think we just finally did get the barricades up now because it's just, it's just easier that way. Um, but it's tough because we're not supposed to do it. So it's, it's been a, it's been a, yeah. I, but I know that, and then you know, the feeling of like, being someone who went to a Broadway show and like that's the best part of it for you as a theater yes. kid you want to get your playbill signs you can put it on your wall and and I know that feeling and I and I know that that is life not life-changing for someone or it could be but it's it really be. important for someone and I don't want to so I always don't tell nobody I always just say come around the corner yeah. and <laughs> like, you know meet people around the corner and sign or take a picture or something like that because I know what it's like to maybe have to save a lot of money to come and see a show, to take off work, to beg your parents to let you come and see this thing that you could watch home at, on Disney Plus for free, but you want to have this experience. And so I like to try to think of, you know, that and, and think of like this, this is like icing on the cake. Yeah, totally. Uh on your travels, I, I have a memory of being very young and, and traveling and said bus and truck tours. Uh, where there was an occasion where there was a church group that showed up at outside of the theater that we were that we were playing. And I don't know if you've heard of this group. It's the Westboro Baptist Church, and they sure. they they're very they're big God hates fags kind of movement. And they showed up at the stage door with their pickets and their things and and heckled us. Getting what show was the this? Bus. You know, this was um this must have been either Tommy or State Fair that I had done. And uh, the problem with state fair. Like, I mean, yeah. come on. It's like... Well, I think the idea being that there were just homos in the show. Oh, oh sure. And I, and, it wasn't and about the had... show. It was about you personally. It was about me personally. It was right, really sure. about me specifically. 
Um, have you guys encountered any sort of cultural resistance in that way? I know we talked a little bit about audience reaction, but. No, not those guys. We did have a couple people walk out of the theater when I was doing Aida, because it was, you know, oh, really? interracial. Yeah. In um, some of the Southern states. Wow. I, I, yeah, I, I certainly know of, of that group. And I, 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 I feel like I have a vague recollection of maybe they did something, maybe at a rent something again for similar, you know, absurdities, but, um, uh, but yes, I, but, but that's really it for the most part. No, though, I haven't, uh, you know, um, they actually, it's funny, like the, 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 the press people, we had a conversation before we came out on the road with this show. And they were like, listen, some of the press may ask you about the fact that she's like a prostitute and the controversial issues of being, I, I was like, are you kidding? And so they were like trying to do like, you know, like give me like media training. Um, and I, and so, but, but I, we haven't had much of that. I, I think maybe one person very early on mentioned it and I kind of shut it down very quickly, but, um, but yeah, it's, but look, you're always going to find some people somewhere who have a problem right. with anything and everything, you know? And so like, and as you tour the country, you see more and more of those mm -hmm. kinds of people. You know, sure. I have a question. Yes. <clears throat> I have a question for Korea. both of the other panelists. <laughs> um, specifically, <laughs> specifically, you know, I know that for me being in Hamilton, it is um, one of the most, um, uh, uh, the, the fans are super serious about it. And that really started with Rent, in my opinion, of being like the first sort of pop musical. And do you, did you, was that hard, Adam, when you were first starting out to be so recognized and to be the musical that like, like I loved Rent because I didn't grow up singing musical theater, classical stuff. I grew up like belting in church and Rent was the first kinds of music that I could like sing how I sing and feel good about it. So did you feel like that was a challenge? Right. Because sometimes I feel like it's a challenge being in Hamilton in a show that like is so, like if somebody does something slightly different, you know, people pounce on yeah. it. And for you, Courtney, for you being in a musical that was a movie, do you find that people are doing any kind of comparisons that you feel are justified or unfair in that sort of way? Mm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I mean, I, I never, I mean, I th yes, in in that the 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 fans are are intense and and rabid and and they love what they love and they can be you know and it can be overwhelming you know and um and so yes certainly back in the very beginning of Rent it was it was um you know I I I I experienced what it felt like it's ironic you know I I grew up wanting to be a rock star yes. I grew up and and then I ultimately experienced in in a small way what that felt like but doing musical theater, you know? Um, and, 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 and I really, I, I relish that because it gave me sort of a taste of what that's like. And then it kind of went away, you know what I mean? And, and then since then I've just been like a guy with a career and like, you know, that, that doesn't, that's not part of my life. Um, but, but, but I, I, I'm so fortunate in, again, in that I, I saw what that was like and I realized, wow, this is really fun. This is great. What a blessing. I, I I wouldn't want to be like this forever. I wouldn't mm. want that, that kind of life where like you think about people that are like huge mega stars and they can't leave their house and they can't do this. Like we sort of were like that for a minute, you know, like we had people running around New York City. It, it, it was funny and it was fun. It was young. We were young. It was exciting. It was all that. But like, you know, it's, it's that's a whole other level of stuff and pressure. Yes. From the fans to to give them what they want and, and for them to oh, that's not what I remember, or that's mm -hmm. not what I heard, or that's different than that. Yeah, oh, uh -huh. yeah absolutely, sure. Uh, yeah. I need to answer your question, Taria. That is the cutest question ever. Um, I think I received a lot more um, uh, negative comments about Aladdin than I have with this. Well, I think for several reasons. I think with Aladdin, even though it's like, you're comparing me to a cartoon, they, everybody yes. has an idea of what they think Jasmine is supposed to be. And I had to learn that because I was like younger-ish in my career there where I had to learn that like, I'm not going to make everyone happy. And then I just have to like do my own thing. I learned, a, I learned a lot in the process of that. And I think, so I've approached this in such a different way because they're both movie musicals, I guess, but one of them is animated and this one. And also since I think Karen Olivo also... Um, the image of her and how different she looked from Nicole Kidman, I think paved the way for me so that people weren't like, yeah. weren't like, well, why don't you look like Nicole Kidman? You know, it was, 
Oh, that's so yeah. much of it has to do with what you look like, which I think is so ridiculous. Nicole Kidman doesn't look like yeah, Nicole Kidman. Exactly. I just have to put that, that out. Passed out. You are on a <laughs> straight up CGI. Savage. But I'm like, I get more comparisons to a, 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 a you know, a, a cartoon. Like, oh, well, you didn't look like right. a I remember certain reviews came out and they were like, well, she looks more like a Kardashian than Jasmine. It's like, I love that you're reviewing, like you New Yorkers, New York Times or something is reviewing me uh, the way that I look. How about like, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And times have changed, obviously. But I really know sure. flack with, with, with Satine and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And they, they really embrace yeah. the fact that like, she, she's, um, she's different. And I'm, I, I, there's like an homage to, to um uh why did I my Nicole Kidman but really the musical is so different than the movie so I think that they like accept mm-hmm. it I guess yeah or nobody's like making themselves known that they're haters <laughs> I don't know it's a pretty easy show to yeah. love I mean it's got it's got all the bells and whistles and things that you want uh tell me about the dynamic of working within a cast on the road versus on Broadway where you are stationary is there an extra level of bonding that takes place? Is uh, it does it turn into a high school situation because you're trapped with these people in a way that uh, you aren't when you've got your you can go home know, to your right family right you go home and feed your dog yes and whatever it's like I what was is, just like? I just got a text message saying that you know we're going to such and such a bar after the work for these two people's birthdays and you have to go you can't say. You, you have to go because you live with these people. You work with. I don't people. go. <laughs> I know, but I am. I, so you know, this particular cast is young, and I am not. Yes. Oh my god, I'm the oldest person in my cast. <laughs> so, the first. So the first day of when we first started this about four and a half years ago, um, a girl came up to me, lovely young lady, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you could be my mom. Can I call you mom?" Because she found out you know, how old I was or, or what, I think she found out like what shows I had been in. And so oh she was God. like, can I call you mom? And I'm like, if you want to do it through broken teeth, yes, <laughs> you can. Yeah. but like, I, I'm enough. so, I'm so, so I'm like the, I'm the person that everyone needs to call when they get home safely. I'm the person that's like, did you eat? I'm, you know, I take on that role because it's like natural to me, but it is a little bit difficult working with younger um, people, but they're your family. They're the people that you work with and live with and travel with. So there is like a bond that is all like not forced, but it just naturally happens more so than it would at, you know, at, on, on Broadway. And I, I personally give a gift. I, I, I am, I, I make jello shots for the cast every week. And that Aww. is the way that I connect with every person. Cause I hand them out so that people can have a little pick me up before the Sunday night show little booze in a cup and so there is something to that when you are leading a show as you all are of of a responsibility that kind of trickles down there as well Jeremy Kushner um, taught me that oh wow he did I love that um how about you Courtney yeah actually um yeah the biggest difference is is that when, when you're doing Robert show it's like everyone has their own lives and they go home and it's a, it's a you know people don't really socialize as much as they do on tour um I, I was totally expecting all of the kids in the tour to be like fresh out of college. I was so grateful that they weren't because I'm like, I'm old. I need other old people too. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it, it can be a really lonely track because it's like really, I think you're, my, my relationship with my co-star is even more heightened. It's like we're in a relationship, like a real relationship. You know, it's so like when there's things that go awry, like we like have to sit and like talk about it as if we were in a real, you know, it's like this whole thing that is a new experience for me. And I think it's like heightened too, because we're on tour. It's like the sort of this first tour together. And, um, but we have this thing too, kind of like you, Taria, where, where um, cause my track is kind of lonely. I host in my dressing room what we call Cafe Rouge. Me and our Ziedler and uh, Christian bought an espresso machine and they went like the Steve managers were like, you can't put that in the hallway, it's a hazard. So I host it, I put it in my dressing room and we have like a wall of snacks and like a shoe, you know, it's like you put over the door. Like, yes, the shoe yes. Holder. So we, we buy snacks and everybody comes and so we're doing intermission. It's like I'm making my wig change and everyone comes in and we have like a whole kiki and it's like, it's really fun. And that's how I get to like really connect with my cast because otherwise I'm just with 
you know, Christian most of the show and we're like, you know, like, ah. and I finally get to, you know, just like connect with everyone in that way. That's I'm totally stealing that shoe rack idea. It's cute, right? It's great. Only so, only so much going out you can do when you've got to, when you've got to right, do chili exactly, times a week. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's a very, very different thing. Um, let me ask you for, for within your respective shows, what is your favorite moment to perform in your shows? What's 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 the most fun you're having on the stage in this show? The bows, Taria? because we get to go home. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, no, rushing not. dream. You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, also, uh, I love Satisfied. It's a great number to sing, not just because it's my song, but I think that the structure of Satisfied and Helpless is literally like a play. Ooh. The, the the two songs together it's like a very short small play within a play and and i think that it's so wonderfully written and i love that i get to sing that yeah that's one of the greatest sequences in, in musical theater that's history so frankly yeah. uh what about you adam what's your favorite part of pretty woman um you know there's a there's a moment in the show uh where in for those of you who remember the film they go to the opera together he takes her to the opera she's wearing the red dress and you know the, the necklace and the whole thing um and so it, it's it's to me it's the most beautiful moment in the show really where it's where they 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 go to the opera and they intersperse this song that i'm singing to her with a song from la traviata which is the opera that they're oh, actually yeah. seeing and so and so so the, the 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 two songs sort of intertwine in and out of each other and you're sort of watching the opera then you're watching us and then you're watching the opera and then they have to you know the, the other actors in the opera and it's really beautiful and so expertly crafted and well done and that's that's always my favorite moment in the show and it's also that moment sort of that's like time-wise like you, you know after that it's just like it's it's all downhill from hey. there, smooth sailing it's easy it's <laughs> almost over. there's, about, yeah. there's about 20 minutes left and like yeah yeah so <laughs> The heavy lifting is over. I remember yes. that moment of the show, and I—it's so delightful to have that kind of classical music break within the, you know, yeah. Brian Adams yeah. score. It's really right. a fun, fun twist. What's your favorite part of being Satine? Oh Courtney? gosh, well, there's so many favorite parts, but I think I always say "Come What May" because it's—it's it's like really the point where they, where Christian and Satine actually get to love each other. There's like always this back and forth, but um, I think right now I always get really excited to do the Elephant Love Medley. I think it's just so fun and I get to goof around a lot with my co-star during that um, scene. And I think it's like we find new things and we just like, we're just like laughing and goofing around and not like, I mean like professionally, you know, like in the roles we are, you naturally, know, and then, naturally. and then shit sort of hits the fan and everything becomes like really sad and like, ugh, you know, and so I think that's the kind of like the joy that sets up for the, for the sadness later. And I think... Yeah, I always enjoyed the more like joyous moments in the show. Yeah, where where is everybody heading next? What are you looking forward to on the road? What stops? Of course, everyone's like, I need to look at a piece of paper. <laughs> oh. I need. So to, I can tell you. Let's go to the graph. I, I we had a really rough winter in the sense that like. Of course, COVID ravaged everybody, but like we were in every freezing cold blizzard hit city, like one after another, like we had a really rough winter. So quite frankly, I'm, I'm looking forward to in this second year uh, of spending January and February in Texas and yeah. Florida. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Where are you staying to. in oh, yeah. where, what, which state in, which city in Florida? We're, we're, you know, we're going to like four different cities. We're going to Orlando, Fort Myers, um, and like a couple other ones. Like, I, yeah. And we've already been to Florida for a couple of weeks. Oh, so we're nice. going back, which oh. is great. Yeah. We go to, we're in DC right now. We have been, we will have been here for 10 weeks, which is a really long sit down for us. And then we go to Baltimore, which is, I can see it from here for three weeks after this and then we go to rochester and then we go to detroit and oh when do you do you get to rochester in uh, the winter time Got well it. we get to no we get to rochester in six weeks okay okay you'll be you'll you'll, you'll be all right it'll rochester be brisk brisk if brisk. you like brisk what where are you off to after so San Fran, it was Courtney? so funny because when we were in chicago we were like oh just so excited about LA and so excited about LA. We were like, well, what are we going to be excited about after LA, you know? Um, but San Francisco has been amazing. Um, we're going back to Costa Mesa. So we're going to be like in the Orange County area, which- I love Costa Mesa. <laughs> I do too. I love Costa Mesa. Um, and then we do we do like Seattle, Portland, Salt Lake, and Vegas. Oh, so like- we're Oh my God. 
That's the best. Yes. So we're going to have the best winter. Oh, it's going to be a great winter. I'm just, I'm thrilled because we do a lot of the West Coast. So we haven't, sorry, Adam. That's okay. Have you ever been to Portland? No, I haven't. I've never been to Portland. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to send you some stuff because they have these amazing food trucks. And there's this one, it's called Fried Egg. I'm in love. Shout out to them. They're so great. It's like breakfast sandwiches. So good. Sandwich. You do. You get to become the go-to person for anybody who's going yes. anywhere. They can call you up and be like, I'm going to Poughkeepsie. Where's I can the best tell you donut? where to go salsa dancing everywhere. I can tell you where to eat your breakfast sandwiches, all the oh things. My God. Shopping. Oh, and we're going to Fayetteville. We're going to Adam, we're going to Fayetteville. Uh, Arkansas. So, and, and actually, a lot of people who've been to Fayetteville. I mean, I, we, we just got here last night, uh, so I, I can't like, really tell you, but I, I, had a, I had a good meal in a nice restaurant last night, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Adam, I want you to write a note on a wall Great. to Courtney yes. that she can that yes. find. I will. I think that's something people don't know too. Sure. A lot well, of times in, backstage, in they, the companies will do these big pieces of art yeah. that exist on the walls backstage. And it's kind of fun to go into a theater and you can look and be like, yes. oh, there's the Sweet Charity Tour and that's so-and-so's name. And I know that person. And then you take a picture and yeah. send it to them. And In Denver at the Buell Center, they right. have that, they put your, the whole like, yeah, somebody yeah. does artwork of the, your show poster. That's oh, they do them cool. everywhere. Well, I want yeah. to respect all of your time yeah. and you guys have to get off and, and do your thing. This was so fun. Thank you for sharing with us today. And I wish you continued success. I'm a great big fan of so all fun. three of you. And uh, please call me every five minutes. <laughs> and, uh, Everybody who's listening, go out and see <laughs> these shows. See Moulin Rouge, see Hamilton, see Pretty Woman. Go and support see, these. Yeah. See all the shows. See That's it all. So see, great about see touring all the shows. Too, is bringing see, the theater see anything. to people who wouldn't have access otherwise. And that's, how fabulous is yeah. that? That's the name of the game. Yeah. All right, continue to have fun and we'll Bye. talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. Bye, ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you. My guess is you're never going to go to a Broadway touring production and see it quite the same ever again. You know too much. You're on the inside track. You're in the know. Want to say thank you to our incredible superstars, the one and only Adam Pascal, insanely talented Taria Campbell, and of course, Courtney Reed from the Moulin Rouge. I love you guys. Make sure you get out there and see them on the road this theater season all right if you like our show you've got to rate us review us and subscribe to us tell your friends all about us you can follow us on social media i hope that you do at the broadway cast follow me at ben does broadway if you want to support us further please do become a member of our patreon family and we're going to create extra content that is made just for you nobody else gets it just our patreon family click the link in the liner notes to get that until next time with much sorrow in my heart i say adieu this is your broadway buddy ben cameron saying have a great show Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.